Generations to Hunt podcast, where the goal is to learn together and further the culture of hunting. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Generation the Hunt. This is your host, Joe, just by myself today. And I got a special guest. His name is Tom. Want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, thanks, Joe, for having me. Um, it's Tom Spiz, um, born and raised in Michigan, and grew up in the hunting, archery, um, you know, hardworking family. And where whether it's out helping the farmer, um, whatever it may be, you know, and go through life and learn how to provide for yourself. So I think like a lot of, uh, folks that listen to this and who are also, you know, in the same, same area that about the same, same mentality. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, we all have common, you know, uh, goals and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's why we kind of brought us together is that, you know, this hunting community and all that. And I think you're really big on that. So, I mean, like, as your, were you a hunter first or an archer first? I mean, would you, I mean, did you get into archery later in life or did you kind of just go from there? I, I'd have to say for me, it was, it was probably at the same, same time, roughly. I mean, my dad was a hunter. Um, but then, you know, what I think it was probably four or so that they, they give you that, little red compound bow that we all probably had at one point and I always wanted you know hunting season would come up and you're wanting to go out and sit with dad while he was hunting and I'd always get mad when gun season would come around at the time because mom didn't want me to go out there and run his firearm with him just for safety and yeah. and um so yeah you always wanted to go out there and um then having that getting with the bow and you start shooting and that parents would hold up their hand on the target and then pull it away and say hit here and you just instinctively hit there and it was just kind of a, a natural thing from day one sweet sweet so i mean so growing up basically you're hunting and all that i mean was there any point that you were like you're like this is what you know i'm gonna focus on or did you step away you know like during college and all that or, or did you basically have this always intention to be basically in the woods and all that so it was always there we always would would hunt every season i don't think there was one season that we okay. missed but there were seasons that I, for sure i wasn't like out there as much right. because you go through uh, it was actually high school really probably junior high high school and where you got into sports or you start getting interested in girls and then <laughs> You know, you're like, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm just going to go do this and I'll wait to gun season and go out, whatever. And, right. you know, you let the bow hang in there in the case for a while. And right. I don't remember the exactly when, but I remember, yeah, one day you like grab the case. You're like, maybe I should uh, start shooting this again. And around that time frame. And so, yeah, you ventured away from a little bit. And then I remember going into college. Um, I think that's when I just started ramping back up hardcore with the bow. Um, you know, rather than here and there, it was more daily and, and it was more trying to, okay, how do I balance? I have to go to school now, but I want to go shoot right. and go hunt. All right. So, uh, when did, did you start like going into the 3d a little bit more after college or during college or before? Sorry. Uh, when I was young, getting into it, my parents got me exposed, um, I don't remember the boat was, but I remember they, they think they were some Eastern aluminum tournament arrows oh, yeah. and, uh, I, they actually shoot, they actually might still have them at their, at their house. <laughs> it was the double, double X 75s. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, they got me in there and they put me in some, some local stuff and, you know, got one, a few and got exposed and it was, it was fun. And I remember one time I beat my uncle and he was like, Oh, I let you in. I'm like, no. Nah. no. <laughs> and yeah, I, Probably around after high school, it's when I got into the tournament realm and ASA and, you know, now IA. But because my, my father, he wasn't 
that big into that area. So it's kind of your, your first gen spearhead and things. And as right. you get exposed, you're like, Hey, let me go try this out. Yeah. Uh, what did you go to school for or college? Uh, so actually I, I was one of those guys that bounced around. Okay. I, I started out as going for athletic training cause I was working for a place and I did sports and I was like, Oh, let's be interested. And then I opened up the book and, uh, reading words you can barely pronounce. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it was great, but not that great that <laughs> I wanted to know how to do this. So I switched, got, you know, I got a general uh, degree originally and then went into, you know, business marketing. And, and actually at one point I had a major in paralegal because I was like, I need to take a break, but I needed a degree and, and then went back from there. But everything kind of, now I see everything that I did and like was learning, like it built this, this mindset and right. you think things through and analyze stuff. It's pretty wild how that works. Do you want to dive in a little bit when you got basically into the industry with Vanguard or, I mean, do you want to go into that a little bit about how, like just the little steps or whatever you were doing there? Yeah. Yeah. We can, uh, kind of digress from there and it'll, it'll lead up to where, you know, kind of going in the industry before you even know it. So, um, like when I was in college, I was sitting there and I was like, you know, archery and I was like, you know, I want. I want to do something that like brings more with this. I don't know. I don't know what I'm like, I just want to like bring a passion. So like, it's just, you, if it's a passion, you enjoy it more and you, it's more fulfilling. And I did a study for how to develop nonprofit law, um, which put me on the path to where we are today. So that was kind of the origin, but then also, um, doing that there and just that draw and you kept on being drawn more it was wanting to go into the industry and after I was doing some ambassadorship for some companies, I found a local company, you know, called Vanguard, um, optics and tripods. And I remember I did whatever I could, I was like researching everything. Cause there's so much more aspects to binoculars and glass and, and clarity just to do what I had to do to get in. Cause I'm like, I want in, like, this is what I want to do. Right. Um, and, got into Vanguard and originally it was a, like an inside sales job where you were making phone calls to accounts and, and helping and going to shows and jumped and as I was in there, jumped into regional management and then into marketing. Um, and it, you get to see, you know, how the inner workings work and you see how other companies are, are doing things in the networking. Um, it's wild. It's pretty big. There's so much that goes on beyond what people see, like on social media or, or websites. Right. And some of the cool guys I got to meet, um, I remember I was at Pope and Young convention and sold a fella, a spotting scope and a whole optics. Kit, just, just talking. And, and the guy next to me and he's like, you know who that was? I'm like, no, this was Larry Jones. And I'm like, oh. I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, you're talking this legend and, yeah. uh, um, so it's pretty cool because, you, you know, we, whether you're someone who watches, reads or watches stuff on social media or the internet or someone who's like in magazines, like half of these people that are known, whether they work for a company or they're just, uh, in, you know, influencer or an ambassador, um, or professional, like they're very humble people. That's oh, yeah. what I realized. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of, I'm not in the industry or anything like that, but like I do associate or talk to other know podcasters and all that and i was like kind of worried i was like oh they could see me as like competition because i have my own and everyone has been welcoming and all that so it's like it's really cool when you meet some of these guys you're like uh and then they're as cool as you be and i think that's just like a like-minded individual you just find it like in the hunting industry i think there's a lot more positive internal than negative so i agree yeah so from there, you basically stem and saying you wanted to keep being in the industry and all that. And then so you were growing. And so where did that lead you into now, basically? Um, so now, you know, I had shifted a place of employment for my primary job um, for, you know, self-growth and opportunity that I saw. I'm more of a, a it was a leadership as well. Um, which has been 
had difficult times than others, but it's you're learning on, on right. how to navigate through these. But still, you know, you love being within the industry, and it is the jobs are so hard to come by, really. Right. Um, unless you, you know, design your own. And then I, so, you know, other than some companies that I help work with on the side, um, do my own thing. When I started that nonprofit um, in college, it actually is, it's focused around, you know, archery. It's bringing in the hunting guys. So you start to realize like, I've, I've never left the industry. You're still in it. Just you are, right. you're providing now a, a service that's, helping you know for the greater cause and you're still networking and you're getting people in, involved um so it's just a different angle so rather than selling someone a product you're just selling someone an, an event right. to come or or the brand to support to help grow the bigger picture right. and would i see myself ever jumping back in with a place of employment for that i mean potentially if the right opportunity came up but you know you get to still stay in and cruise with with a nonprofit that I, that I founded there. Yeah. And so this nonprofit that we're talking about right now, you started this one in college. Yes. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, how long ago was that? It was 20, 2013. So I founded it and then I believe 2015, everything was like finalizing. You know, I took a couple of years yeah. um, to get it all going and it. I started it as an idea. Um, and I just called up a place. I'm like, Hey, I want to do this event for you. And this was like a, myself and the, you know, they approved it at first. I'm like, they're not going to, cause this is arrows and bows. They might like not right. like it. And, and then I went to a venue and wanted to do it and the board liked it. They had me come to the member meeting and I won't say the name cause I don't want to like, you know, bash them too much. But I, I remember to this day, like this member stood up and he's like, obviously this isn't going anywhere tonight. So can we move on? You know, you had your easel board, you had everything presenting, and you're like, what did I do wrong? Like, this is just for a good idea. Like, I want to raise money for, I think it was St. Jude's that I was trying to do it mm -hmm. for. And, you know, you, I was lacking the support um, for big companies who want to sponsor or, or do products um, because, you know, in business, it's, you know, they they need to help grow their their company through exposure. Right. And there's, there's routes to do it. You know, individual versus company, you're going to get more. And, so I could have stopped. Um, I think a lot of people would have. Oh, yeah. Um, I, uh, defeat, man. That's yeah. a that's a hard one to swallow sometimes. It's like, oh, you just like for the next couple of days, like you just like, why am I doing this? I mean, I just wasted all this time. It's not doing nothing. So I'm glad you kept on track because, I mean, I, I really looking forward to hear about more about this. So. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I, I still got like the original, like the big old roadmap where you could just saw it going and and so that's when I was in college and I went to the teacher and I needed to do some you know get some of the classes for credits to, to finish and I said hey can I do nonprofit law like it was not even existed like on the the uh the syllabus if I remember that right mm -hmm. <laughs> it's been a bit but you know no. um so we kind of made a own class up so I could I could learn how to do it and rather than you know try to pay all this money to all these lawyers and and how to do it and made it all official so it's you know nationally recognized now it's called shoot for life and um, you take an idea and project it in there and from there you develop bylaws and then you you find a board of people and then you try your first event and there's there's events that i did over the years that they they did our they did good and the other ones you put all this work in and they just didn't perform as well and it was halftime was because there's so much other stuff going on on that yeah. weekend that they just didn't come out but yeah you just keep on keep on trying yeah and yeah that's you know sometimes that's tough is like you get so many stuff going on during the summer and all that you get multiple events and you gotta, gotta pick and choose and it's hard to compete with some of these big you know national like ibo worlds and all the other stuff and big stuff like that but i mean I, I praise you for keep on trying. I mean, so when did your first 2015 was your first event or was that what you said when you finalized it? It, you know, I'd have to go back and look at it. It could have been 15 or maybe it was 16 that we did the first one. And it was for childhood illnesses. Um, and with any, you know, business or even, 
I mean, you know, like podcasts, like you try to create, I bring like a unique aspect that that's your own thing that no one else has. And, um, for me with this, I was like, man, how do you pick like one illness that's like means the world? Because I've had my own things I faced and uh, I've watched other people that I've known. And so to keep it unique, the, you know, it's part of the mission is to help with life altering illnesses. So it's like a broad spectrum. I mean, essentially this thing blew up so, so big you could cover a hundred. Right. Um, but our goal was to always focus on three. So like childhood illnesses was one and we did for the first few years. Um, we brought in some epilepsy and the childhood illnesses go from, because like I grew up, I had some surgery in my kidney and then that spelled into other, you know, specialists and monitor. Everything's good now, but you know, you deal with all that for 18 years and allergies and mm-hmm. all this stuff for people are like, man, why do you like even hunting poison ivy, like highly allergic to it. And they're like, what, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> everything that like you're doing, you probably shouldn't, but like, like, well, I could just qualm about it or I could just go live it and, mm-hmm. and, and stay in my parameters and enjoy it. And, so doing that for childhood illnesses, you know, when we do those events, it goes to a fund at CS Mott's that's, it's called the family hope fund. So like if someone who's got a child there, they can't afford to um, visit them or food or just lodging, it helps them. So it's a, at our focus is different illnesses, but it's also direct. So like, we're going to tell you where the money's going. Um, some of these places, you know, you do it, they feel good, they mean good, but it's just covering overhead. Yeah. There's no transparency in some of this stuff too. It's just like, you know, some, I mean, I understand that, you know, the light bill and all that mm-hmm. got to get paid and all that, but like, there's just like, you don't know where this money going. Cause it goes into the budget for something like whatever. And then they just go, they can spend it on anything. So, I mean, it's, it sounds like you guys are pretty transparent on where your stuff is going and all that. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember when we did the epilepsy one, it was finding the right organization because we partner with different organizations that have these programs um, for for funding. Um, it's going to be direct action support. And when we were talking to some of them, they couldn't. They like, well, it just goes to this general thing, and then we pull from there. I said, well, I'm sorry, we we can't partner with you for this this focus um, because I don't want someone to ask me, hey, where's where's my money going? Like, I love what you're doing, but where's, mm-hmm. where's my money going? Yeah, right. You know, because we want to be able to do that because with us being a 501c3 as well, like people can donate to Shoot for Life to help us continue to do stuff. And people aren't going to want to do that, nor are companies, if you can't be transparent. And um, that's the goal is to stay on that, stay transparent um, as we continue to go forward. Yeah, that's sweet because, I mean, it's it takes some stones to tell no to some organizations and stuff. But, you, you know, sometimes you've got to. I mean, you got to. You know, I'm not going to, you know, bend my, my uh, morals because I, I need, you know, a name on my banner or whatever, you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's, I, I credit you for that. So thank you. Yeah. Um, so, so you did the, and then, so how did you transition to this new event? And then, well, talk about the purpose of why you're doing this new event. And that's mostly for all those people with PTSD, right? And yeah. So I always knew that one of the the three core illnesses that we focused on was to be PTSD. And it, you know, our, our veterans face that a lot. We have first responders. Um, and then there's, there's everyday people that something traumatic happens. So, but primarily thinking of, of the people who serve the country, it was like, you want to serve them right. Like they have allowed us to live the life that we live and be here. Um, so it's like, you weren't scared to, but you were like, I want to make sure this is right. And you're, you're doing everything how they would like to. And we were ramping up. Um, and then we took a year off in 2019 cause we had a lot of guys who were involved with the organization that they were either getting married, having kids. And you were like, we don't have manpower right now. And so we started to do some, some restructuring and moving stuff around. And then also everything else got shut down for a couple of years. 
And so what was supposed to be a year turned into like three years of nothing. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, shoot. You're like, yeah. you're blow number two. Yeah. You know, you first, you, as yourself, you, um, you get told no and then you keep on going and then you get a bigger blow set back. And, you know, I had some people that are like, well, maybe you should just stop. Like, you know, this or that. And I, one time, like for a second, you're like, maybe I should evaluate. I'm like, no, what am I doing? Like, give us a split second, you know? And and I've read something one time that actually like Walt Disney, like Disney wouldn't be Disney today if he stopped on a second time. Like he, it was the third time that he finally, like it blew up. And I'm like, it's all it takes. Like you just, you you gotta have the drive. And so I said, well, we're not stopping. Um, Let's, let's do some core rebranding. Like the name's the same, everything was the same, but just some of the event structuring and what we wanted to do. So, you know, direct action to programs, but we also wanted to do direct action the day of to help people. Um, so we set out to do PTSD. I said, we're coming back. I said, we're going back. We're coming in big. Like it's all in right. <laughs> and pick PTSD um, for this event this year. And it's going to be it's already going to be reoccurring. It'll happen every year. Um, and as we ramp back up, you know, we'll add a second one and then the third one and keep that going. But so what's different from this one is we're also, we have, um, we had a bow and this is actually, I haven't put it out there. We now have three bows, um, that just happened this week at a company that's sponsoring those and they were going to nominate veterans. So if you, if you know a veteran or first responder that you'd like to nominate to receive a brand new bow, it's free. Um, there's a link on the website, you send it in. And then during the day of the event, we're going to give them these bows. We have um, a local archery shop that's going to be there to help set them up and give the opportunity to go out there and go shoot the course. And it's just going to be a, it's a subtle thing. We're not trying to glamorify like, Hey, these are the people that we, that were nominated that we picked. It's just, it'll be myself you know, maybe feel the board and, you know, right. a couple people that are like, Hey, thank you. You know, for, you know, we picked right. you and just to kind of give someone, maybe they already have a bow that's old or maybe they just don't have one at all. Right. And go out there and go shoot. Um, cause you know, archery itself, it provides like a lot of mental focus and clear clarity. Uh, it's very therapeutic. I mean, you know, like when you're drawing a bow, like from how you anchor just to start or hold your hand, mm. um, and start to draw back and you hit all your anchor points. It's yeah. it's all you're focused on. Yeah. The follow through. So it's truly is it's like a place of peace. Um and that's where it's always been drawn to myself is when you're having a bad day and or a good day, you just go out and shoot and nothing really matters. Um, yeah. you know, you can hunt, you can not hunt. Bow is a bow and you can shoot some arrows. So to be able to give that to somebody uh who might, you know, they don't necessarily have to be going through troubled times, but you're giving someone this place of peace that might be new to them and um, being able to directly potentially save someone's life in the long term by this. I think that's amazing. Um, and that's what it's all about. It's not, we don't keep any money from this. Right. Um, so that's a new aspect. Uh, we're creating the, a bigger camaraderie atmosphere. Like and we're going to set up a bunch of like straw bales where people just want to hang out and, and, shoot shoot the shit um they can and we'll have some cornhole boards there too uh, a couple of vendors and then we're doing um on top of people who just want to come up and go and shoot so they can roll in if they rolled in like early in the morning we'll do like a, a shotgun start where we stagger everyone out but then after that roll in whatever you want and we'll throw you on the course and then we're doing a two-man scramble we're calling operation knock point and you and your partner can come on out. We're throwing in a hundred bucks right now. And then actually, uh, I'll just spoil another thing. Uh, we had an, an anonymous donor that's throwing in another hundred dollars. So now we got $200 guaranteed to first place team. And the more people that come out, 50% of the, their participation fee is going to go to the pot. So it could grow for, you know, first, second, third place. You could, you could make some money the more people we have. And you go shoot, if you've ever done a golf scramble, it's, you know, you go buy by best arrow score and then we'll do a shoot off at the end. So that's, that's a new aspect, but kind of give guys to come on out, shoot. And, you know, we're calling it a, uh, 
bow hunters roundup off grid and we'll get some challenging shots so you can get ready for the season that's ultimately why we picked right. august um having um an archery shop on site that you know you can have them look at your bow tune it up but yeah if a lot of people you know if they had their bow put away for all season or off season and now getting it out would be the perfect time to because there's nothing worse than getting your bow out and then all of a sudden like got peep rotation or oh yeah. you got some weird <laughs> stuff going on it's nice to have a bow shop right there yeah that happens i mean i i try to shoot every day if i can nice it'll still little things will come up and you know so you got like if you don't shoot every day mm-hmm. or if you do like something yeah something was catastrophic one time i had uh my uh the you know my t- i have a dovetail on my bow site I uh, pulled my bow out and then I went and pulled it and I put my dovetail in and then my sight just went like this. I somehow mm-hmm. sheared the head off of the bottom, the uh, bottom um, <laughs> uh, bracket of that dovetail, and I was like, "What do I do?" I'm like at a tournament. I'm like, "What do I do?" So, <laughs> and I had a sheared bolt in there. So, that, luckily there was a shop bared by. They could take it out and all that, and they picked me up. So, it, it just. It, just some weird weird stuff like that just happens so yeah yeah it is pretty crazy how (laughs) what can come up so yeah yeah it'll be cool to have that you know there'd be a lot of knowledgeable people there too so you know you don't have to be someone who shoots every day or shoots a tournament you know literally if you're just a hunter and you Mm -hmm. grab your ball a couple times a year like come on out shoot shoot that you know between tuning it in and just guys you know like yourself and myself and if and if you other guys know they're coming like if you have questions ask questions like right. that's that's what we're trying to create is right we're not trying to push people to jump in a tournament archery you know right and, um, and there's no it's not a true tournament it's just a shoot right yeah there's just a no, shoot exhibition you don't even have to take score so yeah. you just go out there and just blast some arrows at some foam and have fun yeah if anyone's ever shot like tack you know it's it's like that you you'll have a scorecard if you want to score to to you know pull up against your buddies and you can or like i mean we go i don't even keep scoring anymore. yeah <laughs> we, we on tack we usually like do like two or three targets and we're like mm, forget the scorecard yeah so the only one that um will get you a little bit of a tournament feel is that two-man scramble yeah. but you know the rules of that too is it's got to be bow hunting setup um the max front is 15 and stabilizer out front if you were on them I, you know, that's what I run. And I know a lot more guys are going a little bit longer for hunting. So I thought that was fair. And then if you have a magnification in your, your scope housing, that's totally fine. You know, mm-hmm. most guys who are hunting really? aren't, aren't going to use more than a four power, but you know, like now you're going to come be unfairing and around like a eight, 10 power. Like that's not, that's not a hunting <laughs> setup. Come on. <laughs> I run an eight power, but I don't use it for hunting. Yeah. 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 I, you breathe and you see your, your pin. Yeah, second. Everybody calls me crazy for using eight times because if you miss, you miss a big on that. But yeah. 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 I mean, we're not going to be looking at your glass, but you know, we'll let you settle with, with that. If, yeah. <laughs> you... I, mean, I mean, that's very lean. Some, a lot of places is 12 inches under or no mag and, and then all that. Um, yeah. Does it have to be. Does it have to have like screw in tip archery arrows or is it just any arrow? It doesn't matter. We didn't go that far down. I mean, okay. you could, if it's a, it's, you know, we said hunting setup. So, I mean, if you're, I guess if you're using a glue and points to go shoot rabbits or something like that, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, maybe I, I might, know, have, maybe I have to go add a, a bullet point on yeah. there, <laughs> but you know, yeah, just said hunting setup. So ideally it's the arrow that you're going to use yeah. uh, minus the broadhead. To still kind of stay on that hey you're prepping for the season but yeah you know and with with two guys on a team and you're shooting for best arrow so you know you get it one guy shoot 12s or if you both shoot a 12 counts 14 points total um you don't have to be someone who shoots a ton of weekend tournaments to come and do this yeah. like, half the time i mean i've seen some other places that have done this in the past it's usually the guys who barely shoot who come out and they shoot and they end up winning yeah because they're just not that there's no pressure they're just out there having fun yeah so. they're like all right we just got to shoot for this this 12 ring and other, other guys who do we shoot too low or what's the stakes usually going to be looking at like distance wise is there like a max distance like 45 yards 40 yards or something like that? oh the max distance is 50 yards okay and there's a couple 
that that are there, but then it's going to fluctuate from 20 to, You're right. to 45 primarily. But we, if you have a sliding site, it's going to make you work it a lot. If, yeah. if you don't, you know, if you you got multiple pins, that you're going to, you better know how to gap them. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be challenging. So, which is, it's good because like part of the course, um, we got some pines, you know, different lighting, and then you get into the deeper woods and light will just come and, and mess you up. And then also we're like, you'll, we have a wide open area that's over a pond oh. and then closing where you're shooting right down into the dark shadow. So if the sun's coming out right time, like it's hard to see, but yeah, it's to prepare you for the actual hunting scenario. Right. The worst ones I hate the worst is you're in light and the targets and the shadow. Them ones always throw yeah. me off. So especially with the lens that really messes you. But it, Yeah. This place, um, where it's at it's a conservation club and I, i'm a member there as well and i helped set up uh, an asa tournament there and two of them you know they're dark targets and dark windows and it's like this will be fun and then i went to go shoot it i'm like why did i do that i can't <laughs> <laughs> i can barely see it too but yeah. i mean everyone that came out that week and you know enjoyed it so it's it'll be it's a fun course and so you know on top of that um, our, our unique kind of symbolic shoot that we do with these is at the close and we call it the ceremonial closing shoot, uh, where we have these arrows that people can, we say it's like a $10 donation. You get to keep it and you write a loved one's name on it that, you know, whether it's maybe it was PTSD or something else that you've lost them. And we line all those arrows up, uh, we stick them up to the target. And then if you, you donated to one. Uh, you get to go and you get to shoot one arrow. Um, and it's a very like sentimental moment and, uh, it, it's pretty moving. I mean, I, you know, thought of the idea originally and I didn't think it would be as, as moving as it has at the other p- events that we've done. And it, it was pretty cool to see. So yeah. we'll do that. Um, and that's, yeah, our iconic shoot there. And then this time we've also, we've added a dinner that, the, the club there will we'll put on it's a nice steak dinner with a he's he's getting some um a morale based gravy from from michigan mm-hmm. so and the chef that's doing it he's actually um that like one of the head chefs at u of m so oh yeah it, it'll be some good food and yeah we'll, we'll have silent auction items available for at the shoot for guys that you know can't come to the dinner you know the dinner is additional 25 bucks because we're helping you know, proceeds are going to the PTSD partner organizations, which were VetLife and HHA USA to help with those programs. Yeah. 25 bucks for steak dinner. That is yeah. not bad. No. I mean, so I, that's what I said. It's not bad. So that way the club can cover the food yeah. that they cost. And then, um, but I mean, we'll have some cool stuff. Like we have, um, I have season opener tickets to the U of M game. Um, we're going to have four sets of tickets, maybe two sets. Sorry. Um, uh, for Detroit Red Wings. And then like I have a, I just got a turkey hunt. This, this guy has been phenomenal. And like slamming turkeys guiding them. And he's like, he's a guide here in Michigan. He donated that. So like, we're going to, other than items, like, you know, we got a vortex donated in the brand new range finder. Um, there's more, there's things that can like interest whoever. So like someone might just want to come and check it out cause they don't have a bow. Uh, there's some something for you that's going to be there. Yeah, I mean, just come out for the dinner if you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, you don't have to come shoot or just come hang out if you want to talk some hunting. And I met. That's the beauty about this, you know, the outdoors is you can just go to any archery shoot, any event, and just go, and you'll find twenty people that are just like you. And and actually, the it's great. Like, not I don't want to call it marketing, but like, dude, like I met some great people just from like just going to different places and now they're friends I, i'm friends with them and all that yeah i mean and i think that's really cool about this and so it sounds like it'd be a great time and all that um what was i gonna ask about the so so is there a, a raffle or anything like that or is there anything like that prizes or whatever like yeah we'll have some we'll have door prizes okay um and then if some of the sponsors are looking at getting them some some discount coupons so like you come and you know if you go back to go buy them stuff their stuff yeah. you know so for 25 bucks to go if you're just gonna generally just shoot yeah it's 25 to come 
initially, right? You had to shoot just yeah. to shoot as much as you want all day. If you want to do the scramble, the scramble is 30 bucks because $15 goes to the pot that the winning teams will get and $15 goes back to the cause. Okay. Um, so it's $5 more, but we're putting some money yeah. in. Hope, you know, and we're, we're doing that because we want to try to draw more people in. Yeah. You know, instead of saying 25 bucks and five bucks goes in, yeah. you know, I may not get more people. You know, that, that's a, that's a, that's a business marketing tactic. Yeah. And, it's not we're not being malicious about it or nothing it's just hey we want to get more people to come and do this because we know the more people that we get the more we can help get money to help yeah. these people who are facing ptsd which is the ultimate goal um but even with the scramble the 30 bucks like after you get done to shoot if you want to go shoot again shoot until at nine to six so we say you know at least be back out there by five so you can cruise through a, an hour real quick yeah what time is it the scramble start is it a shotgun start or is it scrambles at 10 30. So okay we'll yeah. we'll that might be a little tricky it depends on how many people are there at nine but the idea of we'll, we're going to spread out yeah it's like every other target yeah, yeah so like we it might you know instead of every other someone might be every couple yeah. depends on who's already out there just depends. hopefully it's so busy that we're it's a real big problem where we don't we don't have to fit people that'd be a good problem yeah but. yeah that'd be a, that'd be a good problem i mean this was so like in years past, I mean, it's always just kind of show up, people flow in, um, you know, I dropped this, this event in a few groups and people are like, Hey, I want to pre-register. I'm like, well, you don't really need to, they just show up. Well, I want, I'm like, all right. So I was sitting there like uh, after like a long day and your eyes can barely stay, yeah. <laughs> stay focused. And I'm hopping on quickly doing a couple new web pages on online to, mm. to allow it. Um, so that way people can jump on pre-register. So then we, I think there's still a couple available you know instead of like if you pre-register we're giving you a t-shirt for free but you know we can only do so many because we're not charging you know if we were charging like 40 50 bucks we could do something where you factor in hey everyone gets a free shirt right at 25 we're like okay you know a, a handful is an incentive right. one of the first ones um but we will have shirts there too so someone's like yeah that's a really cool shirt i want some and then we're gonna have a couple cool um uh yeti low balls that yeah, I did a cool little uh, logo on there. It says Bowhunters Roundup for PTSD. That's badass. So that'll be a, a cool addition as well. Yeah. So l let's say if there's anybody out here that's listening right now that wants to become, that, can they still become a sponsor of the shoot? Like, you know, how, like you said, like the little yard signs and all that. And, yeah. So. Yeah, they can still become a sponsor. Uh, you can go, there's links online or... You know, you can email it's uh, info at shootforlife.org, and it's for to be a target sponsor. Uh, we'll get your your company, or if you want to do this in honor of or in memory of, it's 125 bucks. We'll, we'll get you on a yard sign, and we'll put you next to a target. Um, and then if you want to take that home with you, you can after, or if you plan on it to be a continuous sponsor, you know, we'll hold on to it. And um, even if you wanted to be a a larger sponsor. Um, you still can like you know there's a couple last second things that we haven't done like the big banner with all the sponsors on there or we have the website presence to where we can get your your logo on there and then we link to your website um on top of any other ads we're going to push out so you can still do that the one thing that you'll miss at this point is you wouldn't get your logo on the back of the t-shirt you know once you get up to uh the 500 level that gets you a logo on the back side so we couldn't we couldn't get you those because that was a deadline I had to hit. But, yeah, you know we get you plenty of other places and yeah, it's pretty last minute, but yeah. But you know, there's still some coming in. I mean, there's uh, we had an outpour of support, which has been wild. I mean, there's always been support with these events, but like something with uh, you know PTSD and, and military and the you know the two individually like it it touches home to a lot of people, but then together like the out like people are like hey how can i help how can, right. like still the other day i had a friend that was like hey i'm going to be in town now i want to come and help like I'm like you can come and shoot this <laughs> i appreciate it, but it was wild like the amount of people that came up to where you start getting the point like i don't know if i'm gonna have enough stuff for everybody to, right. to do but you know there's a couple ladies that they're going around getting stunt like a bunch of different sponsored items so that's awesome be, yeah there's gonna be a lot of I don't even know yet everything that we're going to have. Um, That's a great. I'm like, keep it, keep it coming because, you know, in, in past we set a goal. Um, 
But I, we didn't do it this year. We didn't set like an overall number goal because sometimes if you didn't hit it, you're like, oh. but you know, I got an idea in my head and if we surpass it, great, or it keeps on going. I mean, you never know where yeah. it's going to go. And that's, you know, with last few years myself, like when I set goals and uh, like when was I getting back into shape, you know, fur hunting, I got into hanging hunting last year and that kicked my butt because I wasn't in complete shape. Yeah. I loved it. And I started getting back in the gym and, you know, then finally, as you know, as a guy, I don't think really hop on scales too much. And, yeah. <laughs> and I did. And I was like, oh, my God, like. So it was like, you know, that same, it's all the same mentality, like that you're just a tenacious mentality and got to get it done. So it's kind of, you know, transition that to, you know, the shoot for life and we'll, we'll do good. And I know, um, like the one partner vet life, you know, they're local and they help to, they bring the programs to the veterans, you know, when they're transitioning from military to civilian life, like there's stuff out there. But it, it's kind of like you have to go if you're a veteran, you have to go and find it. It's not like here you go. And that's why we, we decided to partner with them because their programs, it's not just for the veterans, for the veteran that they have a family. They want to have the family involved because they believe families are really it's, it's needed. It's a core value as you go through that process. And you don't even have to be coming from a traumatic event that happened. It's just they want to create that atmosphere. So, you know, they I see they do some things where it's. Uh, weekend getaways where it's you know involves um, networking and canoeing and down to um, you know helping with with benefits um, so that was pretty pretty neat of them and then we did two partners that's the other unique thing um, and some of the proceeds will also go to HHA USA and them as well they're out of Wisconsin um, and they they help get folks like Vietnam vets and World War vets um, over to the memorial in DC, um, you know, those guys really carved where we're at today and what they've gone through. I mean, we, I can't imagine and that those moments, I mean, I've seen pictures of it and it's just, so something simple as that to be able to be a part of. And then, you know, they also have some direct action programs. So it's, everything's just about direct action. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, them guys, HHA and all of them guys, and, and you guys. I mean, you guys are doing huge things. I mean, like we, like you were saying, and like everybody said, we can't do enough for them guys for what they've done for us to have our simple freedoms and and just some first responders. Just, I mean, it's huge, you know, for the action. And a lot of people say, "Oh yeah, I support them." Well, have you actually supported them? You know, so this is a great way to come out and support them and show them that they actually you know i know personally from some veterans and all that that they're really humble and they don't you know they don't look for the recognition but you know it's it does help them when they i I think they get it and they know that they actually what they did was actually worth it yeah yeah i agree it's um it'll, it'll be neat to see how how much that you touch people and just, you know, you, you hope that you kind of motivate others. Like some people, you know, what I've realized is when you're just trying to build something, it doesn't got to be a business. It could just be yourself. The higher you climb, the more someone wants to fortunately try to tear you down or, yeah. or, or, or discredit you. And that that's happened. Um, and even happened recent, like they, they try to, snake themselves their way in and it's like you want those people they're not givers of life they're just takers you know it's kind of like someone who's so focused on how many likes they have on instagram like you know there's a strategy to grow yourself and then there's like oh hey look at my likes i got on this post like all right it's the same concept with these people and i'm like i, I just want to get like that's it's like you just feel this purpose to like i'm doing this to help people and when you do that naturally, how, you know, the world works, um, is things just kind of come around and that's not why I even got into it and I didn't believe it, but I've seen it now that you experience it and people unfortunately get jealous, man. And it's, uh, they, they, they'll, I had people who like name drop me to try to get them in, you know, them something. I'm like, don't do that. Yeah. 
And uh, because it's like, it's not what, what this was all intended for. It was just, I was at a, like I said, I was at a point in my life where I'm like, man, God, like, give me something that's like a passion of mine, but I want to help out some people. And I think more people could, could definitely focus on that. Yeah. And it's definitely, I mean, it's like, it's tough for like people like you, cause you, like you were telling like this, like the lawyers and all the stuff that the paperwork to make this all a true thing. It's, it's a lot of work and a lot of work that people don't see. And then when they just come in here and oh, this guy just wants to do it to just, you know, be famous or he just wants to do it for the attention. No, I, <laughs> the, a lot of sleepless nights and doing stuff and all this. We, we, you know, you're actually doing to help people and then just to bring you down. It's just really sad. And, you know, it's a, where people really need to reevaluate their life when they're just that jealous of over something that, you know, is going to benefit more people than they even know. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, when I, you know, if I'm working out, I listen, I actually stop listening to music. I just listen to these motivational speakers and I don't remember the name, but he's like, you know, for every level there's another devil. <laughs> and man, it is so true from like grade school from like you're trying to click with some new friends you're like hey you want to be you know back then you're like you want to be my friend (laughs) to like work you know employees to like when you find your purpose in life like someone's trying to like take you out Mm -hmm. um and you know kind of digressing into that like purpose is like don't let it pass you by like we all have it's gonna come by and so many people are like oh yeah that would have been great but they just go and then, you know, they're 90 and they're saying, I wish I would have, I wish I would have, you know, there's, I think there's, they remember right, there's like 86,400 seconds in a day, and, you know, mm-hmm. man, it takes like one to initiate change. So it's, yeah, you just got to do it. And whether it's, you know, we're, we're hunters and it's, you know, you push yourself to the limit and hunting and I do the same thing and you just got to try it. And these guys that we see are crazy bow hunters or crazy archers, like, they just something hit them and they're like i'm determined like i'm gonna go get it right and and i think that's a great thing to like you know to to tell people like change doesn't happen overnight you know and in like you were saying earlier like there's so many moments you uh, i don't know like you were saying like just you know people telling you to give up but you're like no this is there's a greater purpose there's a great that's a huge like life thing like yeah sometimes change is not comfortable but it's, I think it's well worth it. And I, I, we're really grateful for like people like you that are actually like benefiting the outdoor space and these people. I mean, and you, like you said, it's such a, you know, like I've heard from a lot of people that, you know, that come out of the military and they don't have a mission anymore or anything, or they don't feel like they don't have a purpose, but like when they get outside and, shoot their bow or go deer hunting like everything goes clear and it has gives them gives them focus and gives them something and it's really you know potentially saving their life you know and people like you give them the the tools and you know maybe even that new bow you know you're giving them that you know just you know well maybe i'll get into hunting and then you give them that bow you're like well now i have the bow now i can actually do it so that's like huge, I think, and I, I can commend you for, you know, taking the the risk and you know the the sacrifice of time because I know, yeah. I mean, I I have a sm- small podcast I'm doing out <laughs> my basement and I, it takes up more time. I can't imagine we're running a nonprofit it would be so. Yeah, it it, uh, it takes up time, but like I think there's a lot more time in the day than like we realize at times and even now I'm like, man, I feel like there's more time I can fill. And it's just like, as we get older, you know, your mindset change, you start, you know, being motivated by other people. We seek out mentors and that's where I'm at right now is just seeking mentors. Cause I'm like, teach me like what I'm missing. And I was just talking about this the other day. I'm like, there's some guys like, um, actors like Mark Wahlberg and the rock. And I, I know when Kobe was around, he was one and they were like all talking and they're like, you know, they get up at 4 a.m. and they're out there, they're doing cardio, then they're going to have breakfast and then they're going to the gym. And that's why when all of us are sleeping, now I haven't jumped on that club yet, but <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, I see that and I'm like, 
man, I could like, why, why am I not doing that? Like how much more can we, it's like, what can we give to this world? Why we're here? It's a short time. And, yeah. uh, and it's not all about money too. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, those money will, will come at some point depending on, you know, there's no mission on value. It's you'll, you'll do, you'll get what you, you know, you put in and who knows what that number is, but Dang. it's, uh, it's cool to, to be involved still within a passion that you love of hunting, you know, mm-hmm. like with you in this podcast, you know, you get to be involved and that's, that's pretty, right. pretty wicked cool. And, hear stories and um you know we're kind of i think it's getting better but you know there's there was like this stigma in in hunting and even archers and you know we saw it in social media and stuff would get it's still blowing like i'll see pictures will get taken down because it's a deer and yeah. And then some of the stuff that's on there now, I'm like, how in the world is that on there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't understand how like somebody holding, a, you know, this then it gets all all this negativity, you know, just from like maybe a kid that shot a deer or something. And there's a girl out there just full cheeks out and all that. And you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> and like, and all this other stuff. But I mean, it's just nuts that like the how the world or social media is ran and, and all that. And it, it's such a driving factor and it's kind of leaching into hunting. It's just mm. like, are you doing this for you or are you just doing it for that picture and likes and all that? So, yeah. And it's hard. So many businesses, like it's forcing to do it even with, you know, the nonprofit side and even my main job. Like I, I honestly don't like it that much, but like when you have to be involved with it, like you have to use it to to get your message out because that's like the channel that everybody's in. Like barely anybody's even watching regular TV anymore. They're streaming and right. and or they're even while they're streaming, they're on their phones and it's kind. Of, it is sad. Like <laughs> you know, your people are watching life go by and it's so it's hard. It's like you, you don't want to be in it, but but you're in it and you know, kind of you just do your best to to bridge the gap. And I think doing the nonprofit and you know, what you do is we're, we're destigmatizing this field as well. Like, yeah, we're doing things great. Like nonprofits, great. Getting people on to talk is great, but like to create this, we're, we're, we're trying to carve a, a new path and just say, Hey, like you can shoot. It's, it's great for mental health. It's the hunting world is great to get outside in the outdoors. There's, yeah. you know, even, you don't even have to be, you know, if you're someone who's not big into church or anything like that, but like nature's has its own spiritual aspect to it. Like it's, right. it's in our, in our roots. I mean, I keep on hearing and seeing pictures of like from the dawn of ages where they find new, um, like mammoth bones or something like that with an arrowhead in it. They're like, we thought we figured it out. All right. And now there's more. So it's like, it goes back so far and it's cool to yeah. technology kind of, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if you, you think the same way, but I almost feel like technology, like propelled us past the natural instinct of yeah. of that and we're kind of going back in thankfully yeah i i mean like one of the biggest things like when i go like somewhere is i'm like who else has been here like like when i go out to wyoming or out west i'm like out here i'm like how did they get carriage wagons with horses through this mountain you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. like how and it's just like and it's just like man i couldn't imagine like you know, the first frontiers of this, you know, coming this way. And it's just like, and just seeing all the animals, you're just like, holy moly. It's just, it's really, yeah, it's really like life changing for me. And like, it's so much like when you go out there and you don't, your phone doesn't work and then it's gone for like five days. You're like, I really don't need my phone. Yeah. And you know, I mean, there's like certain people I would still want to talk to, but it's just like, that's such a distraction sometimes and it's not needed and outside as well. I think more needed. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And there's a, when I went on my bear hunt in Canada, it was the same thing. I was so happy for it to like not have service. But then like when I actually shot the bear, I'm like, just work. Yeah. <laughs> After that, I realized I'm like, I need to get like a Garmin in reach or something yeah. just for those things. But yeah. just to disconnect and like that's living right there is just to see all that and, Sweet. When did you go on your bear hunt? 
2019. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I just drew for Michigan finally. So oh, be, up in, uh, be up at the UP in Amasa, September, October. And okay. Are you going through somebody or are you just DIY in that? Yeah. I ended up going through somebody. I was, uh, I'm going to DIY it, but, um, it was a gentleman I knew that moved up there is when I had my horse and at their house down here and mm-hmm. he got into guiding a little bit, um, in through someone else that he knew and we were talking and he goes, well, you know, he goes, you're kind of DIY guy yourself. He goes, you know, I'll help get the stand set in the spots. But then after that, it's up to you to kind of scout it out which one you want to go through. And being that it's so far away, I I can't make that trip. It's and with gas and all that. Um, my brother-in-law drew two years or three years ago, three years ago, no, two years ago. And, you know, we paid, well, I didn't hunt, but he paid somebody just to establish a couple bait sites for him and all that. I mean, it was like just for him to drive up one time was almost the same equivalent for that guy to set up some, you know, baits and all that. So, and then we kind of picked the spots where we wanted. So, I mean, it's well worth it. I, I don't even consider it guiding, you know what I mean? It's just basically a guy just setting some, yeah. some bread and dog food or whatever for you. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. I remember it was New Brunswick when I did the one in oh, Canada. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, it's guided. So, like, in my, that was the first time I even was on a hunt that referenced guided. And I, was, I envisioned, you know, all right, you got this guide with you and here you go. And then first day drops you off and, the crown land up there and he's like all right see you. i'm like wait what <laughs> <laughs> you're not hanging out here and yeah. he goes you're the ground blinds and everyone else was from jersey and they brought tree stands because they were gonna film and, and i'm like well i didn't know that was an option but sure like i'm already the ground blind and i sit in there and there's a big old bear claw like on the ground oh. blind first time being you know like, yeah. like had it be you know like, all manly like oh yeah this doesn't bother me and yeah. the third day when i shot him um I mean, you don't even hear them coming out. And oh, yeah, it's not. It's outside of a cedar swamp, and I'm, all I could think still to the day, I'm like, how many bears were around me that I just never yeah. saw? No. We had a, last year, we had a, we set a bait. I don't know the exact time, but it, let's just say 1 o'clock, and we got trail cam pictures. As soon as we set it, it was out there in like 8 minutes. Like, that bear was watching us the whole yeah. time. And then uh, I wasn't scared, like, my first time bear hunting when I was up in the UP, I wasn't scared until I seen, we seen a, a sow. I was like, okay, it's just a bear, you know, it's pretty far away. It's like 34. And then I seen the babies and I got super scared. Cause I was like, <laughs> mama bears could be pissed if she knows we're, <laughs> we're in this ground. Like, what are you going to do in a ground blind? Yeah. I mean, like by the time they get on you, you're, you're just going to be in like a giant trash bag. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, but, oh man. Yeah. I love bear hunting. It's so much fun. But, yeah. It was, it was different. I, uh, I never went full blown and like filming and a couple of times, you know, you try to get some GoPros and yeah. that one I happened to, ha- you know, I had my little GoPro and I had, cause it was a banger at the time. So I had my little tripod and a, my cell phone. I'm like, you know, I'll just put this here and it'd be cool. Like if I happen to catch it, great. If I don't, whatever, I got lucky. I was able to like hurry up and hit play and like catch the whole thing. And you know, like buck fever, Yeah, your leg starts thumping and yeah. stuff and, that never happened. Like I figured, like I was ready for it, you know, first thing. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, you know, when we played it, like I didn't realize, but like I had held my breath the entire time from when I saw <laughs> him to like when I shot, like you just were like, Oh my God, like it's a bear. Yeah. <laughs> Did you shoot it with a bow or a gun? Yeah. With a bow. That's so fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Dude. That's awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's go through the hard details of the time shoot location and all that if you want to so if people are really interested they can find you know f- route to find it or and where it is going to be at and times and all that yeah so it'll be at the club's name is the livingston wildlife conservation club it's in whitmore lake michigan um, the address is 6060 east m36 it's like right around from a, a kroger at it's like chilson commons is like the little plaza but if you don't put in the right if you in pinkney it'll take you the wait like a little out of the way but so make sure you 660 east m36 whitmore lake um it it's from nine to six for the the shooting aspect um if you get there right at nine we get you signed in shotgun start so we'll stagger you guys out that's just to start the flow going right so not everybody's congested yeah right off 20 people on first target yeah if we start you know if you start that right off the bat then it's it's gonna be like that yeah, all day yeah. so and it'll happen at spots some spots yeah. might hang up which is fine but and then uh if you're doing the scramble 10 30 
um, after that throughout the day, there's going to be some novelty shoots like iron buck, which is, it's 10 bucks to do that one. Um, if I, I don't know that I think the yardage might be 30 ish yards. Cause we want to make it kind of challenging and, uh, you get the arrow through name will go into one of Yeti cooler. That's awesome. Um, we have some other stuff I'm working on. I don't know if it'll be like a long shot or it might be a super small target with make it challenging. So we have a couple novelty shoots throughout the day, um, cornhole boards, if you want to hang out. And then we'll, you'll see an itinerary there. Um, it'll be more mid afternoon that we're actually going to have my, my cousin who he's a, he's a, he's a fireman and a paramedic full time. He's going to be out doing a uh, first aid, like backcountry seminar thing. Oh, so, that's fucking awesome. Even if you're not a hunter, you're just a nature or a hiker or a you know runner. Like, and if you don't, if you truly don't know, like if you don't know how to help get out of the woods because you got a compound fracture, like, yeah, this could be something that could get you enough to save you to get you to the hospital. Like, yeah, and uh, everybody should have a triage kit. Yeah, like a triage <laughs> kit. So like, you know, not just you know basic seminar and some first aid is all right, but like. He's going to show some stuff that could hopefully potentially help some, yeah. save some people. Or maybe, I mean, you hope you never encounter yeah. that situation or. But you never know. <laughs> yeah. So when you do, I and most of the time when it happens, YouTube is not going to be an option. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah. You should just have an option. But <laughs> yeah, you know, or, you know, maybe it's you happen to come across someone who it just happened to. You could help them out. So that'll happen as well. Um, and then we're going to try to have last person on the course by five we'll, we'll do a closing the ceremonial shoot at, at 536 so anybody who's not on the course that's going to partake in that and then people you know can hang out and wind down like the conservation clubhouse will be open be you know i think they open at around three anyhow but you'll be able to go inside if you wish um and then at seven we're going to do the dinner um the, the steak dinner so anybody wants to hang out there so you can be there all day or if you want to come, you know, at, at noon, shoot and then go to the dinner. Um, and, you know, like we mentioned, you're going to have door prizes, silent auction items. And we'll see. I don't have anyone locked in yet, but um, love to still try to figure out a, a, maybe like a speaker at dinner or something like that. Um, so that's that's where uh, the day of is going to be. And, you know, out front and when you're if you happen to go by, just we have a huge uh, feather flag. We just picked up says, you know, shoot for life on it and. We'll have a banner out front, so look for that. Oh, sweet. Um, where can people find you? Website, Facebook, Instagram. I think all of them, right? Yeah, yeah. So websites shootforlife.org. Um, same thing with Facebook and Instagram. I think Facebook one is shoot for life charity, like the URL, but it's it's shoot for life. Okay. Um, and it's got it's got our logo on there, where it's it's all yellow wording shoot for life, and then it's got it, it looks like a looks like a, a guy but it's also a like a bend of a bow with an arrow in it um that that's the right page and you know you'll see stuff talking about the event or right now the focus is raising awareness for ptsd so you're gonna see uh stuff like that on there and you know you're in the right place right. and then i think under the event it is called um off grid right yeah yeah yep. bow hunters run up off you can find that underneath events and projects yeah sweet uh anything else you want to mention about it or anything um it's august 20th yeah right? yeah august 20th yep and next week the following weekend uh yeah it'll be the following but, weekend yeah. other than this comes out it'll come this will okay, come out yeah. mid next week yeah so i think it's the third saturday yeah kind of played that out because there's a few other things like there's ivo world and stuff and we're trying to get some people to to be in Thankfully, we got it to go and right. And those who can make it, we can make it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, come on out. Um, like you said, it's just for fun. Um, just enjoy. Like, if you just a backyard shooter, just come on out. Like, it'll be fun to to get in and shoot some of these, like, foam targets. Like, they're all all new. Um, or majority, There's we're going to bring out a couple extras that are used, but... It gets you realistic scenarios and, um, you know, kind of tied back into if you think of a great idea that's going to be better for life or the bigger purpose and it drives you, like never give up, um, you know, push forward. 
I, when I was a kid, I saw I had a poster, you know, I did basketball, which is, it was, it was Adidas, it was impossible, it was nothing. And I had, I was actually, that was one of my first tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it always stuck with me, but then as you get older, you realize, like, why? And it's just because so people will tell you, like, oh, that's impossible. Um, yeah. But if it's for the good, it's not impossible. It's only impossible to them because they want it to be. And unfortunately, like, when I was younger, you know, I remember certain sports or basketball, like, you had a, like hey tom you're you know you're, you're kind of you don't got the height advantage and you listen to him nah. not to say i could be an nba professional but <laughs> like if i didn't listen to him and i really grew you know i would have to work harder sometimes you got to work harder at yeah. it whatever it is but um just how bad you want it yeah and that's what a lot of people why it's so impossible for them is because they don't think they don't want to do the work and they just think a lot of things are just a given and or just that's the way it is well you know a lot of these stuff like you said walt disney took them three times and colonel sanders was like 70 some years old when he oh, started wow. i didn't know that yeah i think he was like 70 when he started kfc and all that stuff so yeah it's pretty wild you start digging into some of these guys and speaking you know kfc the same you know chain family like i watched the mcdonald's movie yeah and like how that even came about i'm really? like what in the world <laughs> yeah but it's it's yeah you just gotta like yeah just you, just try it and uh sometimes you know you just got you gotta you go forward with what you were dealt with um and don't have the why me it's hard it's very hard not to have that at times it's gonna come i mean at times i've had it like seeing the specialist and all the allergies like there's days like you're so like stuffed up and pressure ridden mm. but like i'm like man i can't i can't stop like i can't let this stop me and you, you power through and like just slow down i'm like no why <laughs> like it's not gonna get done if i slow down right so just just yeah sweet Work man through, power through i appreciate you taking the time i know you had a little bit of drive out here and but i really appreciate everything you're doing for this event and i hope a lot of people attend and hopefully we can do a another one after and talk about the successes and then what we got look forward to next year and then hopefully we can have you back on for a bear hunt after you get a bear on the ground a michigan bear yeah yeah thanks for having me on it was a lot of fun um yeah looking forward to it and, and talking some more and uh it's already uh you know, you know we don't got a date next year but it, it's happening next year we the one um, warrior spirit coffee company came on board Sweet. this year to get coffee everybody and uh they already said you know next year they're looking to actually come out have a bigger presence um Sweet. so that'll be cool so it's kind of like not official date but it's yeah. happening you already have people who are like hey we want to make this even bigger and better that's awesome i can't wait to hear more about it cool cool yeah thank you awesome thank you for coming out